0: Let's get started. Welcome back to Mike's Strategies. Tony Smith here. Thrilled, as always, to spend time with anyone that will listen to Mike's Strategies to move their production and profitability forward. Okay, today we're going to talk about a little different angle on something. We call it the MFO sales process, the Mike Ferry Organization sales process. And it's really important to understand that there's a process involved with selling. This process, by the way, actually pertains to almost any field of selling, you know that most of the world is always trying to sell something to somebody. There are sales going on. If you look around your space that you're in right now, whether you're in your office or your home or wherever you're at, if you look around the space, everything you see was sold by somebody to somebody. You know, the paint on the wall was sold by somebody to somebody, the carpet, the the telephone that you're listening to, everything is sold. So if we know more and more about the sales process, then we get better at selling, okay? So this is not about finding leads today. Finding leads is the other side. Finding leads, generating leads, getting opportunities. This is about when you're going to make a sale when you're going to present when you're going to work with a buyer or a seller and you're going to or negotiate a deal you're going to make a sale there's actually a process now this process i'm going to give it to you in in its order but not order of importance okay and and we'll talk more about it this is the order of operation but not the order of importance so let me give you the seven steps from mfo the sales process and then we'll talk about it so let's just write them down first. Step one is mindset, mindset. Step two is versatility slash rapport, versatility slash rapport. Step three is prequalification, prequalification. Step four is presentation, presentation. Next to that one, put the most important the most important presentation the most important step five is close for a signature close for a signature step six is handle their objections handle their objections and step seven is close 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 again step seven close 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 again Okay, so now let's go back and look at these a little bit uh, as of the process. If you consider this is the process to making a sale and it works in, in almost any field of selling. The first one is mindset. Mindset, it, mindset is the first step in the sales process because it's something that we all need to be working on all of the time. Mike has told us for years that improving your presentation is one of the fastest ways to improve your mindset. Okay, mindset may not be the most important part of the sales process, but it's something that we cannot neglect. If your mindset is in the wrong place, it won't matter what techniques you use. The reason is really pretty simple. If your mindset isn't right, you're actually projecting your positivity or negativity into the people you communicate, and that's not going to work. Think about it like this. When's a time when you were talking to someone and you could tell that they didn't like their job? Have you ever been in a restaurant, ever been in an environment where you were talking to somebody and they, you could tell they didn't like their job? Think about how they communicated with you. Think about how that communication made you feel. Right. Let's pretend you're working with a client to get them to list a property. When you're working with them, if they feel that you have negativity about your job, the scripts you use, uh, your product that you have to offer, the market conditions, this has a real adverse effect on the client, doesn't it? If they feel you're dissatisfied with your job, they're going to feel the negativity. So is it your job then mentally to fall in love with the trade you have? Yes. If you want to be good at it, you have to fall in love with the job you've chosen, the career you've chosen, selling real estate. If you're not in love with it, fall in love with it. You can do it on purpose. Okay. And, you know, when you enjoy your job, naturally there's more energy. Naturally it translates to the client and it works mindset we work on all the time you've heard it from me a bunch okay are you reading enough positive stuff are you staying away from as much negative stuff as possible are you staying involved with everything that we put out in MFO the audios the videos Mike Ferry TV it's all positive are you involved in a mastermind group you should be if you're in one and are you participating at a high level and bringing positivity to the group? I hope so. Are you watching enough positive uh, videos and audios? listening to enough audios that are positive? Are you practicing your scripts and uh, rehearsing and role playing? It definitely supports mindset. Do you have multiple mindset or multiple mindset and role play partners? If you will, do you have affirmations partners? Do you have a dream board? Do you have client testimonials that you could read? Do you have your favorite client? The list goes on and on and on if you want to continue to build and strengthen your mindset. If you don't have a good mindset, it is almost impossible to sell at a high level. It's your job. If you look at step two in the sales process is versatility. And we've talked about this before too. Mike Ferry defines versatility as your ability to adapt to a variety of people in a variety of situations in a variety of ways. Mike will go on to tell us that we lose between 25 and 40 transactions because of our lack of versatility. We have a lack of versatility. We literally lose transactions, that lack of versatility. So if we don't have versatility in the sales process, if we're very rigid in our approach and there's only one right way, then that means everybody else is a wrong way, right? This is how it's done. This is how I do it. There's no versatility there. If you want to build more versatility, remember what we've talked about. Learn to ask questions instead of having to speak all the time. If you want to become more versatile, learn to ask questions instead of having to speak all the time. If you use Mike Ferry scripts, they are almost all question-based. Is your presentation question-based or statement-based? If you want to become more versatile, work aggressively on actually listening carefully to what people are saying this is a skill we've talked about this as well are you able to listen carefully to what people say or are you only listening carefully enough so you can say something else there's a distinction between that if you want to become more versatile quit having to be right all the time if you're right that means somebody's wrong are you right all the time do you feel this uh, desire to be right all the time people can tell and they can sense it uh If you wanna become more versatile, work daily on removing your ego. How can you possibly adapt to somebody else when I'm demanding that the world revolve around me? My problems, my issues, my struggles, my commission, my desires. Well, what about the client? Okay, if you can get totally into their desires, their issues, what do they want to have happen? Then your ego is out of the way. If you wanna become more versatile, work regularly on getting out of your box too many of us live in this rut from birth to death get out of your box see how many things you can do that you've never done before try new things Uh, go to new restaurants watch different uh, movies try new uh, business activities experience different people have a, a strong exposure out there and then last on this short list if you want to become more versatile put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable if you're comfortable all the time, it's really hard to be versatile. What is the most uncomfortable thing that you're planning on doing this week, this month, this quarter? Do you have some things in front of you? I hope you always have some things. But then I, this word we put versatility slash rapport. In the sales process, if our mindset's right and we're positive, we're coming in with the right expectation, we need to have versatility to adapt to their situation and then get in rapport. There's a couple ways to do that. The first way is to really measure your rate of speech and have your rate of speech match the client. If you speak too fast, it makes it appear that you're in a rush and they feel under pressure. If you speak too slow, it makes you appear slow. The best pace is the pace of the client. Train yourself to match their pace. Two is tonality. Some people speak with a lot of emotion and enthusiasm naturally. If you don't speak at the same level as they do, they will think you're boring. Some people speak very dry and monotone. You need to sound like them or else they'll think you sound a little crazy. Okay. Can you match their rate of speech? Can you match their tonality? Third indicator is words and phrases. Everybody interprets words and phrases differently based on how they were raised. To be versatile, you need to adjust to the words and phrases uh, that you use to better understand the client. Things like, hello, hello, how you, how you, right? Words and phrases that people use. Can you match those? If you do, you're building strong rapport. Okay, and the easiest way that we teach all the time to to exercise versatility is to repeat and approve. If we have, if you ask a question and they answer, repeat their answer and approve the answer they give. You're going to see it plastered all over our scripts. How good are you at repeating and approving? If your scripts are uh, question based, every time they respond to a question that you ask, you need to acknowledge that you heard and understand their re- response. If you don't. You're not being versatile and you're not building re- rapport, okay? Think about it. If you repeat their answer with the same rate of speech, the same tonality, and the words they use, and then give them some form of approval, good for you. That's great. Interesting, okay? Doing this whole process uh, it lets a client know that you heard what they said, but it also ha- uh, helps them understand that you agree with what they said to some level. This is how they develop trust with you. If you want clients to trust you, then use this technique. One of the toughest parts about exercising versatility is to make sure that you do not want to use an upswing in your voice. Boy, if you want to be versatile, you have to stop the upswings. Upswing sometimes is a natural sound that you might make when you ask a question. When do you plan on moving? Right? Uh, We want you to create downswings, which gives you the authority. When do you plan on moving? right? If you make the mistake of upswings all the time, you're creating doubt and it causes a little bit of judgment there. Let's look at it. So it's pretty simple, right? If you really think about it, it's pretty simple that you can have the strong mindset. If you use some techniques, you can be versatile and get some rapport with the clients. Okay. Step three of the process is the pre-qualification. Okay. Pre-qualification. We ask you, we beg you at times, would you please pre-qualify every client that you are gonna present to, every buyer, every seller, 100% of the time, and we've got questions we've developed that we would ask you to ask. Use all those questions. Pre-qualifying has so many strong benefits to the sales process, right? It allows you to set some standards for the people you wanna work with. It prevents us from talking to people who have no intention of buying or selling with us. It prevents us from wasting time. When you do a good job of pre-qualifying, you're actually setting yourself up to be more confident, have better presentations, and make more sales, okay? It definitely can help you determine the objections that you're gonna receive, and if you can know what your objections, you can be prepared, right? Um, If you are prepared for the presentation, you're more confident. If you're more confident than your presentation, you're naturally more uh, energetic and enthusiastic when you're there. So, especially in today's times, one of the most important parts of the sales process is your ability to pre-qualify and find out if the person is motivated that you're sitting in front of. If it's an unmotivated client, a perfect sales process isn't going to work, is it? If they're motivated, a really strong sales process will work practically every time right step four is the presentation okay the presentation this is the most important part of the sales process without a strong presentation the rest of the sales process really doesn't matter your mindset is right you pre-qualify you've got some versatility but your presentation is bad you don't get a signature okay your your presentation will have a profound effect on your mindset if your presentation is weak your mindset will be too Developing your presentation is gonna cause you to learn versatility. It's gonna cause you to have a strong presence. It's gonna cause you to have authority. You will be able to complete the sales process with a strong presentation. If your presentation is unstoppable, you're automatically gonna be strengthened mentally. Interesting, isn't it? So here's some important ingredients in a presentation. Number one is energy and enthusiasm. Okay, energy and enthusiasm is a vital characteristic of a strong presentation. And it doesn't matter if you naturally have it, it's required somehow, some way, you've got to learn to develop it, right? Uh, One of the fastest ways to improve your presentation is to develop your ability to apply energy and enthusiasm. The more you know about Mike Ferry and the Mike Ferry Organization, um, the more enthusiastic you will be because it's a whole process. Okay, how strong is your belief in the service you have to offer? Are you excited about it? Okay, the more you believe in the service you have to offer, the more you know about the market stats, the more you know about the process, what you do to sell sell homes, the easier it is is to bring energy and enthusiasm to the table, right? Here's some thoughts about improving uh, enthusiasm, smile. Okay. And I don't care if you're on the phone or you're live with people. Most salespeople have a challenge smiling enough. You've got to train yourself and really work on your ability to smile naturally in front of a client. It's uplifting. It removes tension. You know, if you get a chance, use your body. Okay. Presenting is about your body. It's your hands. It's your gestures. It's the movements. It's it's there, you know, it's a physical event. If you want to improve your presentation, you've got to engage your body. Sitting in front of a client stoic with your hands crossed is not a great presentation. You want more enthusiasm, use your body. Volume, if you want more enthusiasm, many people need to speak a little more clearly and a little louder, right? You know, um, it's all, we've all been taught that 30% of the, the volume is lost if you're talking over the phone. Most people don't understand what you're saying. You've got to increase your volume and it will increase your enthusiasm, right? If they don't think you're excited about what you have to sell, then why would they be excited to work with you? Of course they wouldn't, right? A presentation. If you want to make a great presentation, it only can be developed with a few things. You've got to memorize and internalize the scripts. Memorize and internalize the scripts. If you don't memorize and internalize the words, it's hard to have a great presentation because you're stuck on the words. Practice and role play intensely every day. Have a lot of different role play partners. Change role play partners regularly because you can certainly get the different versatility you need by working with different types of people. Record a perfect role play and listen back to it. Record yourself with a presentation. Record your presentations regularly. Videotape your presentation. Are you committed to improving your presentation? It's part of the sales process, a very important part. Okay. Then we get into step five, which is the close. Close. Many people struggle with this. First, you have to recognize that the close is a natural ending to a great presentation. Mike has been trying to beat into our heads that, you know, if you have a great presentation, the close is a natural ending, okay? We don't teach agents long, fancy, you know, dynamic closes. We teach you to make a great presentation, which solves most of the problem, right? You can rely on the strength and the quality of that presentation, and that's going to be convincing. If you show up at the door with a big smile on your face, dressed in your best suit, with a lot of confidence, a lot of knowledge, you take a little bit of control, you have some humor, you use the canned presentation, you repeat and approve, you have some versatility, you become the obvious choice to the client. And if you're the obvious choice, then the close becomes very simple. Okay? Now, with that being said, you still have to be willing to ask for the signature. And today, people need to be led more than ever, don't they? I mean, the reality is people need to be led. If you can't smile, look somebody in the eye, nod your head yes, have the contract in the, in one hand, a pen in the other, point at the contract with the pen and say, sign the contract, please. Like, that is a close. It's direct. It's straight ahead. It doesn't imply it's direct. Go ahead sign the contract, please. How many times have you honestly done that this year? Or has it's had some kind of a, Hey, what do you think? Do you think we should get started at some point? You've got to learn to ask people straight up to sign the contract you, at some point you have to, okay. And then they're going to object. Okay. People are going to object. It's a, it's a natural part. You know, an objection is simply an unanswered question in the mind of the client. If you receive an objection, you should be getting excited because that means they're that close to signing. But if you don't know how to handle the objections. Okay, since an objection is simply a question that remains unanswered, to handle objections, all we have to do is simply answer their question. Okay, we receive objections in direct proportion to the strength of our presentation. If you're getting a lot of objections today, what does that say about the strength of your presentation? It just says you need to do a lot more work on it. Okay. If your presentation is really strong, people tend to object a lot less. And we recognize there's, there's two or three different kinds of objections. One is just a reflex. No, you know, a reflex. No, it's just a reflex. Um, would you like to, uh, can I help you? You walk into a department store, Hey, may I help you? No, I'm just looking. And then you proceed to go buy the suit off the rack. It was a reflex. No, Sometimes you get objected to, and it's just a reflex, no, you have to keep moving forward. It's not even real. Some people object just to slow down the process. Keep moving forward with your presentation, right? Keep moving forward, okay? Uh, Reflex no's often come really fast when people are talking too fast, the tonality is right, you're not using words and phrases, you're basically using upswings if you're not doing all the things that we want you to do for versatility and building rapport many times you're going to get a reflex no okay it doesn't mean much okay Um, they are the easiest ones to handle we have an approach to that okay acknowledge and then ask the next question and ask for a signature it's so true then we have a condition a condition is a matter of fact that we can't change something happening in the life of the client something going on that's preventing them from listing or buying with you it's a condition we can't do anything about a condition you know kids get out of school got to finish a remodel we're not going to move before we retire right those are simply conditions that we can't do anything out, about and then the one that we need to learn are just the re, what we would call an objection they have an objection that is legitimate right it's just, it's an objection Eh, we've already got another agent in mind we want to wait do you have the responses memorized internalized rehearsed and practiced for the objection you receive right we have a simple philosophy when it comes to objections they really never change are you going to have somebody ask you to cut your commission soon probably are you going to have somebody say that they have an agent in the business probably are you going to have somebody say we want to wait till spring definitely right the objections never change So as simple as it sounds, we have to recognize that they're there. Here's the rules that we have to handling objections. Never argue, always agree, smile, nod your head a lot. A big frown and a shaking your head no doesn't help. Arguing never helps, you're not gonna win, okay? Ask a lot of questions. If you look at our objection handlers, they're all question-based. Listen carefully to the answer, okay, listen carefully answer the objection if necessary and keep moving forward with your presentation, right? And then step seven, you got to close and close and close. It's been proven statistically that you've got to close a minimum of five times with people often to make a sale. Are you closing enough? Okay. And really what that comes down to is your ability to ask for the signature, basically repeat steps five and six. Again, ask for the signature, handle their objection, close again can you do that four or five or six times do you have the strength of mind the persistence do you have the tough skin if you will to keep pressing forward okay that's the uh, simple breakdown we could go on for days and days and days about the mfo sales process but the truth is that's a simple breakdown of what mike's been trying to get us to understand of how to make more sales my advice to you today would be to have you consider and i mean strongly consider looking at each one of these seven components and see where you need to work most. Which one of these seven components do you need to work on first? If you were to improve mindset, versatility, prequal, presentation, close, handling objections, close, 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 close. If you were to improve one or two or three notches in each of those areas, let's say in the next 90 days, would you be a better salesperson? We know you will because it's the process of selling things. I hope this helps. We are gonna continue with strategies as long as you let us there, we're, we're excited about this. Uh, if you need anything, you can always call our customer service. Uh, if you'd like to come to some of our events, please join us We're we have live events all over North America. Join us. Thanks for your time.